0: Hello there. So, I've been browsing here for a while now, and I found all of these stories of strange experiences to be extremely fascinating. So much so that I decided to sign up and finally share my own experience. This seems like one of the only places anyone would listen, and not just outright dismiss what happened as bad memory or something mundane like that. Granted, I'm not opposed to mundane explanations if they can actually explain what happened, but so far, I haven't found any that are satisfactory to me. So, if anyone out there would like to take a crack at solving this mystery, be my guest. First, I believe it's necessary to provide a little background to myself. Please do bear with me, all of this is important for the actual glitch story, I promise. I'll just refer to myself as Jay for the purpose of this story. I'm a male, currently in my early 40s, never drank, never smoked, never taken any drugs of any kind, so we can safely rule that out as a potential cause of what happened. I'm also very quiet and reserved. I usually prefer to keep to myself and rarely go out for social gatherings or anything like that. Yes, I'm about as boring as they come. It's not that I don't like people, I've just never been good at interacting with others. I do well enough to work and function, but that's about it. I suppose some would say that I suffer from severe social anxiety, although I've never been officially diagnosed by a doctor or anything. As bad as I am now, I was much, much worse in my late teens and early twenties when I experienced this glitch. I didn't socialize much at all in high school or early college. I never went to parties or on dates, nor did I go to church or even have a part-time job like most of my peers. My anxiety even kept me from getting my driver's license until my second semester of college. Even when I finally did get it, I only drove directly to school and back, and never anywhere else. I'm putting all this out there in order to highlight the extremely limited scope of my social activities at the time. The only people I knew outside of my family were people that I met in my high school or college classes. There was no opportunity to meet anyone any other way because I simply didn't do anything else. So now, the glitch. This occurred in November of 1997 when I was 19 years old and in my sophomore year of college. That semester, I had a couple of morning classes, followed by a long gap of about two hours before my Spanish class in the afternoon. On this particular day, I had been sitting in the student center eating some snacks from a vending machine to kill the time until my class started. Finally, it was almost time, so I got up and headed for the door that led out of the student center. As I was going out the door... My attention was drawn to a young woman who was coming in through the same door. Now, I will say this woman was very attractive, but that wasn't the main thing that drew my attention. The moment I saw her face, I had this instant feeling of recognition. It's the same kind of feeling you get when you see an old friend you haven't spoken to in a long time. My brain simply registered her face as someone that I recognized. Not just recognized, but knew very well. So... Out of a pure reflex triggered by this feeling, I smiled directly at her and started to say, Hey, how are you? I stopped before speaking, though, because I realized there was a very big problem. I had absolutely no freaking clue who this person was. Needless to say, I felt pretty stupid. Here I am smiling like an idiot at this complete stranger, no doubt looking like a complete moron, when you're as socially awkward as myself... Your mind tends to blow these things up much bigger than they are. Still, I was feeling pretty dumb, and decided to just turn away and hurry by her, putting this whole weird and uncomfortable situation behind me as quickly as possible. But before I could, the young woman looked directly at me, smiled the whitest smile she could, and excitedly said, Oh, hey, Jay, how are you? I was completely flabbergasted. Apparently, my initial gut feeling was correct. This woman knew me by name and was clearly happy to see me, so I guess I did know her after all. Yet, I had no idea what her name was or where we might have met. Not wanting to be rude, I replied to her question with the friendly, Oh, I'm good. How are you? And then we proceeded to chat politely for a few minutes, like old friends catching up would do. She even stated at one point that she was glad to see me since she didn't know a lot of people in the area yet. I played along because at this point I was convinced that I must know her, and I kept expecting something to jog my memory. The way she spoke, her mannerisms and facial expressions, her friendly demeanor, all of it was very, very familiar to me, and yet I simply had no idea who she was. It was extremely confusing for me, because, as I said before, she was very attractive, and I'm sure it comes as no surprise that I did not have much experience talking to women. This probably makes me sound kind of pathetic, but I tended to remember the rare instances when a woman actually paid attention to me, since it didn't happen very much. So considering how well this woman obviously knew me, and that nagging sense of recognition I could not shake... I simply didn't understand how I could have no memory of having met this person. Eventually, we parted ways since we both had other places to be, and I went on to my Spanish class feeling very confused, but by the end of the day I had rationalized the strange encounter as her being someone who must have known me from high school. I figured she was either a grade ahead of me or a grade behind me, and maybe I would had a single class with her at some point, Her friendliness towards me was probably just her being excited to see a familiar face, even if we hadn't actually known each other all that well. This didn't feel quite right, but it was the only explanation I could think of. One thing I knew for certain was that I hadn't met her in any of my college classes. This was only my third semester of college, and I had a very clear memory of the previous two semesters at this point. I only had about three or four classes per semester so it was still pretty easy for me to recall all the other students I had met. and She was definitely not among them. All other possibilities were rendered null for the reasons I gave earlier, so she simply had to be an old high school classmate. This explanation would be completely destroyed a few days later whenever I ran into her again. This time she flagged me down in the parking lot as I was walking to my truck to leave for the day. Again, she was very friendly and excited to see me, while we talked, I finally learned her name, in which we'll simply say L for sake of not giving away personal information. I didn't ask her name. She simply said it while relating a story to me of something she did that she felt silly about afterwards. She was sort of playfully chastising herself, like, gosh, L, I can't believe you did that, or something to that effect. After a while, our conversation came to an end, and I went home determined to get to the bottom of this mystery. I had a face, and now I had a name. So I decided to dig up my old high school yearbooks from all four years, and figure out who she was. But after spending who knows how long going through page after page of student pictures, I couldn't find any sign of her being a student there at all. In fact, I could only find one student by the name of Elle, and it certainly was not her. Now, I was even more confused. If I didn't meet her in high school or college, then where the hell did I meet her? I would continue speaking to Elle throughout college, and I began to consider her a a very good friend. We got to know each other a little better, and I eventually learned that she went to high school in a completely different state. This confirmed what I had already figured out from the yearbooks, but did not help me solve the mystery of where we met. At this point... I felt like it was far too late to ask her directly because I'd been playing along like I knew her ever since that day in the student center. I wasn't trying to be intentionally deceptive. My brain was still telling me that we had met somewhere before and she obviously knew me, so I just assumed I would eventually remember. Long story short, I never did remember. I only ever got one more small piece of the puzzle during my college years, and it made the situation even more confusing. One thing I should mention about Elle, she turned out to be an extremely devout Christian. This was not something I could say for myself, and Elle wasn't shy about trying to get me involved in church activities or Bible studies. She felt it would help me with my obvious social issues, and she did eventually talk me into going to some religious gatherings held by some students on campus. Unfortunately, I'm not sure that any of it helped me very much, but that's beside the point. One day, she was talking to me about some of the activities she thought I should try. I mentioned something about having never been to a Bible study before, and she seemed genuinely shocked. She wasn't freaking out about me being a heathen or anything— She was just surprised, because according to her, we had met at a Bible study sometime in 1997. I rather bluntly refuted this possibility, since I knew for certain I had absolutely never been to any Bible studies in my entire life. Something like that would have been completely unusual and out of character for me at the time, and I most certainly would have remembered doing something that unusual. Not only that but I'm certain my family would have brought it up and asked me about it since they would have known how out of the ordinary it was for me to do something like that. However, Elle seemed to remain convinced otherwise. As certain as I was that I hadn't gone to a Bible study, she was just as certain that I had. So, that's my glitch story. Apparently, I met this woman at a Bible study that I never attended and somehow recognized her despite never having actually met her. I'm currently friends with Elle on Facebook, but we don't get to talk much or anything, since she lives on the other side of the country now. But I suppose that's how it goes. Life takes people in different directions, and they drift apart. Despite this, I still consider Elle a good friend, and I'm genuinely glad that I did meet her, even if I can't remember where or how it happened. I hope you found this strange experience of mine interesting, and if anyone has any explanation that I haven't considered, I'd be glad to hear it. I've had a couple of other strange experiences that I might share here, but until then, have a good night. The OP added more in a comment. Thanks to everyone for their comments and suggestions. Sorry I was not able to get to respond sooner to more people. Some things came up in life, and it's kept me away until now. Since so many people responded, honestly far more than I anticipated, I thought I would make a follow-up post to address the various points and possibilities people have brought up. Let me just say that I do appreciate all of the feedback, even if I seem to disagree with the explanations you've offered. Let me just say that it's not my intention to shoot down or even outright reject anything anyone has suggested. At the moment, I'm simply unsure of what to believe, because there simply is not any explanation that seems to fully make sense to me. But, honestly, at this point, no theory is too crazy. Even if they seemed far-fetched, the idea of knowing someone without meeting them is already safely in the far-fetched territory, so, frankly, all possibilities are on the table. Apologies in advance, but this is going to be a long reply. A lot of people have mentioned multiple personality disorder as a possible explanation. I'd like to say that I'm not totally against the possibility, but as it stands right now, I haven't seen any evidence that I have an alter ego that takes over and does things without my knowledge. It has been suggested that MPD has ways of hiding itself, such as taking over whenever someone tries to confront the person about their strange behavior, and can even somehow keep the person unaware of missing time. I will keep an open mind about the possibility, but for now... I'm not sure how I could be losing large chunks of time to another personality and not be aware that something was happening, but just in case, I'll try to keep a closer check on my behavior and memories just to help roll it out. One person brought up a woman with a condition that caused her to forget an entire month of her life. This resulted in a strange situation, very, very similar to mine in which she met someone at a book club, then met them later with no memory of their previous encounter. Yet, she still had a sense of familiarity with the person she'd met despite the lack of memory. I must say, that is truly interesting in terms of how much it resembles my experience. What confuses me, though, is the same problem I have with the MPD explanation. If I had gone to a Bible study and then lost memory of it, it seems like I would have had a pretty big gap in my memory, which should have been extremely alarming to me. That gap would have to be big enough to account for getting to the study, the amount of time that it lasted, and then driving back home. So a few hours at least. That's assuming my brain didn't block out the whole day, or even a month like the case of that woman. So how did I not notice that much time missing? I'm not sure how my mind would reconcile something like that going to bed on Tuesday and waking up to realize it's Thursday. Again, not saying it's impossible, because apparently the mind can do some really crazy things. It's just a little scary to think that I could have that little control of my own brain, and my perceptions of time and memories of events could be so distorted without me even knowing about it. A few people have brought up the possibility that I have a twin who attended the Bible study, and that this was actually the person that Elle met. As I stated in one of my other replies... I have had experiences where people thought that I was someone else, so I know there's at least one other person out there who does look very much like me. However, the fact that L knew my name without me telling her throws a bit of a wrinkle into that explanation. I refer to myself as Jay for the sake of anonymity, and Jay is in fact my first initial. However, I will say that Jay does not stand for a common name like John, Jeff, or Jim. Without revealing my identity, let's just say it's a slightly more uncommon name. Not so uncommon as to make it totally impossible for a twin to also have it, just uncommon enough that it would put the possibility of it happening safely in the winning the lottery category. So I suppose it could happen, but it's not extremely likely. One person suggested that L may have been psyched into thinking she knew me because of my response to her, I smiled and seemed to recognize her, so that somehow tricked her into thinking that she knew me. However, as another person pointed out, this does not explain how she knew my name without me telling her. Now granted, it's, it's been almost 23 years since this happened, so it's fair to assume that my memory of this event may not be as clear as it once was. However, one point that I am entirely certain of is that Elle spoke first. Due to my personality, it was not and still is not my inclination to initiate conversation with people I don't know. So at the very least, I'm certain that Elle is the one who engaged me. Anything else is not only inconsistent with my memory, it's inconsistent with my personality. I'm also certain that she called me by my name immediately without me introducing myself. Of course, all anybody has on this is my word, and I'm a stranger using an alias on the internet, so... That word probably means little to anyone. All I can say is that I'm certain of the details. It's not a fuzzy memory that came back to me 20 years later after the fact. I distinctly remember that being the key point that threw me off guard from the very beginning. I remember being confused about it on the drive home after class, thinking about it later that day and over the next few days. She didn't just know my name but also expressed joy at seeing me specifically because she was glad to see someone that she knew. Her reaction wasn't, I think I know him so I'll be polite, it was, oh my gosh, it's that guy from that thing. That made the situation even more bizarre to me and just reinforced the fact that she knew me before this encounter. But as I said, I can't prove that to anyone since the only source of this information is coming from my memory and nobody can realistically be expected to accept that as gospel truth. One person suggested that it's possible that a person's spirit can bilocate into different bodies, and experiences from one person can bleed over into the other. The man, sharing my spirit, would be the person that Elle met, and I recognized her based on this experience. It's certainly an interesting theory, although that implies that the other person also has my same name. As mentioned before, that seems improbable, but perhaps not impossible. Or maybe the world is, like a video game, where there are only so many NPC types and L ran into a duplicate of me at this Bible study because the Matrix was trying to save memory. I've also considered the possibility that Elle and I knew each other from a past life, which would explain the strange recognition I had for her. I'm not sure that accounts for her knowing my name in this life, though. Some have also suggested that something about this Bible study was... Traumatic or stressful, causing me to block it from my memory? I believe repressed memory is absolutely a real phenomenon that people experience. If that were the case for my situation, though, I think that L would have been associated with whatever trauma I experienced when I saw her and felt that recognition from her. It was not a negative feeling. It was very positive, like seeing an old friend again. So if something about this Bible study was traumatic enough to cause a repressed memory... I would think that my feelings toward her would have been very negative, since she would have been there too and thus associated with that trauma in some way. Another poster suggested that perhaps parallel universes are involved somehow. Honestly, I've definitely considered that possibility as well, especially after hearing stories about the Mandela Effect and whatnot. Perhaps something happened and I traded places with the other me, slipping into a reality where I had gone to a Bible study for some reason or Elle traded places with her alternate self and slipped into a reality where we had never met. Finally, someone asked if I had ever tried to talk to Elle about exactly what happened. In fact, I did try, once, about 11 or 12 years ago. This would have been about 10 years after we met, and about 8 years after she mentioned meeting me at a Bible study. All I remember is that she kind of laughed it off and... We very quickly found ourselves talking about something else. I don't recall which one of us changed the subject. I just remember that she seemed very uninterested in discussing it, so I didn't press the issue. But, so I guess that's it. Sorry for this comment getting so long and for taking so long to reply again. There were so many responses when I came back to check that I just decided to respond in one big post, so I hope that's alright. I hope I didn't skip anybody, and if I did it was not intentional. Thanks so much to everyone for their replies, suggestions, and interest in my story. Perhaps it's not a glitch and just a case of bad memory or something. All I can say is that it does not seem that way to me. I appreciate having a place to vent and to get this out here, even if there is no realistic possibility of getting an answer. This is probably the only glitch event that I've ever experienced, and it was one that was really, really strange to me. It's one of those things that honestly keeps me up at night sometimes, and it starts to bother me more than it should. Or maybe the fact that this happened and I can't forget it is a form of glitch in and of itself. Or maybe it's not a glitch and just something that happened, but honestly, it doesn't feel like a coincidence as much as something being broken in reality. It was a couple of years ago, I think back in the early summer of 2018. My wife and I had a few days off work together, and we decided that we should go see her grandparents on the other end of our state. It's one of those drives that you could technically do in one go, and not stop for anything other than gas. It's around 9-10 to hours, if you really have the willpower to do so. That said, my wife does not have the willpower for long drives, so we had to stop at least once during the drive. She's looking at the maps on her phone, and she sees that there's a convenience store slash gas station a couple exits ahead, and asks if we can stop. I, of course, agree, and we plan on getting off at the next exit. We make the exit and pull up to the station. She tells me that she'll be right back. I decide to get out, walk around the car, stretch my legs, and then fill the tank preemptively. I'm watching the numbers roll on the pump and waiting for her to get back. After a few moments of waiting, I get back in the car and then start waiting impatiently. Then she comes out and has this look of shock or confusion on her face. I was just thinking that maybe someone in there was kind of being a weirdo or a creep or something. But then she gets in the car and tells me that the strangest thing just happened. I asked her what, and she tells me that the clerk in the station looked like my long lost brother. I laughed at her, and I said oh really, but the look on her face was dead serious. She wasn't joking. I started to brush it off, thinking that maybe we just looked kind of similar, only to have her tell me that this guy looked like he was my identical twin. Obviously this piqued my interest, so I parked, we got out of the car to go inside. I opened the door and stepped in. The clerk looked up to greet us as we entered, but he paused halfway through his sentence. I think he was going through that same weird feeling that I was going through. We both kind of just stood there, staring at each other for a few seconds. I will tell you that she was right. This guy looked exactly like me, down to the minute details. I have long black hair... His hair was literally the same length as mine and the same color. He had dark green eyes that were the exact same shade as mine. He even had a small scar on his chin like I do, on the same side and damn near the identical length. He was the same height, same weight, same build, same... everything. It was... honestly creepy as hell to me, to be looking at someone that was basically a clone of myself... I really wasn't sure what to do, so I stepped up and awkwardly introduced myself. I told him my wife told me there was some guy in here that looked like me, but I honestly didn't expect this. The store wasn't super busy, so we spent a bit of time chatting about things, and it all just kept getting weirder and weirder with every new detail. My name is Derek. His name was Eric. We were both named after our fathers. My mother's name was Anna, and his mother's name was Hannah. Both of our mothers passed away when we were still children. We were both born in March of 1996. I was born on the 4th, and he was born on the 14th. The more we talked about things, the more it felt like he and I were identical twins, except he was from a different state altogether, and had moved to that area with his girlfriend only a few months prior. We grew up in two totally different states, but honestly looked like we were related. Now, I know that this all may just be coincidence, like I said, but the fact that I would pull into this specific gas station at this specific time during an impromptu road trip to my wife's grandparents' house across the state and run into someone that looked like they were basically a clone of myself just feels astronomical. Like, nearly impossible. Hopefully, I do run into him again someday. We didn't exchange phone numbers or details or anything like that. It felt a little awkward. (laughs) We just kind of reveled in the moment and decided to move on. If we do never run into each other again, though, I hope Eric is out there living his best life. Hey everyone, newbie here, 22female. After reading your stories, it has become apparent to my boyfriend and I that we have experienced two glitches in the past three months, and I wanted to share them with you. So, just for a bit of backstory, we're a young couple living in Australia. My partner and I have a two-year-old son and a three-month-old daughter together. I'm not an expert on the unknown, that's for sure, but since I'm a stay-at-home mom, I have been at home a lot of the time recently due to COVID, and my partner works away some weeks, so I've found myself reading a lot in my spare time. I've always been a big reader since a very young age, and I've always had a fascination with the unknown, educating myself on quantum theory, quantum physics, as well as other topics, such as past lives, the paranormal, mythology and folklore, religions from all different cultures, spirituality, as well as healing and psychic abilities, kundalini, manifestation, starseeds and empaths, and the rising of the Schumann Resonance, the apparent fact that the Earth is ascending into the 5th dimension, and all that jazz. So in short... What I'm saying here is, I like to think that I'm pretty well educated on certain things. I have a very open mind and continue to learn every day. I'm just putting things into context so you know that I've considered many possibilities and just can't explain what's happened to us, rather than the idea that it was a glitch in our reality. Over the years, since my childhood, my intuition has grown immensely and this will also come into the story later. So cutting this shorter and getting straight to the point, I live with both of my children and their father. We lived in a cute little two-bedroom cottage-style house at the time before we upsized a few weeks later. And yes, we had glitches happen at both houses. Anyway, the first occurrence was when in June, my daughter was a month old. It was a normal afternoon, around 4pm, and I was in my bedroom going through our daughter's cupboard looking for a pair of matching socks for her to wear after her bath. At this time, my partner was getting her bath ready, and our son was with him in the bathroom. Now, we all know what socks look like. We've all heard of the sock monster that steals your socks, which results in never finding them again. This isn't a strange occurrence, especially considering newborn baby socks are tiny and can go missing in an instant. But this wasn't the normal case of the missing sock, my friends. No, no. This all happened very quickly but I remember it very vividly because I got extremely frustrated and couldn't fathom how something could just vanish in front of my eyes like that. So, here's what happened. I had both socks in one hand, and I was closing the drawer with the other. Just for detail, I'll mention that there was a towel sitting on top of the tall boy cupboard, which was roughly the height of my waist. One of the cupboards got jammed and wouldn't close, so... In a split second, I obviously decided to put the socks that were in my hand on top of the cupboard next to the towel so I could use both hands to get it shut. So, I do so. But the strangest part is that before I placed them there, a tiny, very quick voice in my head said don't put them there. I don't know if this was my intuition or whatever, but of course I was already putting the socks down at this point, so... It was too late. Now, I'm not joking when I say that they disappeared right in front of my face. I didn't even move my head to look away. I literally shifted my eyeballs slightly to the left, and one of the socks vanished. I seen it fade out of the corner of my eye right then and there. I put my eyes focused back on where I put the sock, and where only one sat. So I went on a wild goose chase for this sock. Best believe that I searched for the sock high and low. I moved the towel, looked under it, shook it out, emptied all of the drawers, wondering if I'd accidentally put one back. I even went as far as getting my partner to come in and help me move not only the cupboard, but every item of furniture in that room to see if it had fallen beneath or behind something. But nothing. It was nowhere. It was just gone. I was talking to my partner about this for days. We were... Both so confused. But a few days later, when he was at work, I walked into the bedroom, and to my surprise, clear as day, I see the missing sock in the middle of the room it went missing in, about a meter in front of the cupboard. I can't even tell you how quick I rang my partner. It was incredible, they were a pair again. And now for the second instance, which happened in the first week of living in our new place. Literally a month or so after the first occurrence in the previous house. Our new place is a two story house with air conditioning and a lot more room. Much more appropriate for a growing family, so we were really excited to get here. Anywho, we were organizing the new house and had a vase that we wanted to put into one of the shelves downstairs in the kitchen. It's a shelf that's built into the wall, and there's three on top of each other about 30 centimeters apart. My partner went to put the vase on the second shelf, but the vase was too tall. He tried several times. I saw him try because I really wanted it there in that particular spot. So he obviously tried as hard as he could, but it was too tall by a few centimeters. He said whatever and put it on the top shelf where it did fit. Anyways, he was working again, and the vase was really annoying me with where it was placed. I was looking at it, and I just had this urge to move it just for the simple fact that it would have looked so much nicer in the middle of that shelf, sitting with their other decorative items. It just would have been more aesthetically pleasing, you know? Even though I remember seeing my boyfriend try to put it there and saw him fail, I tried anyway. So, I went to move the vase, and voila, it fit perfectly in the middle shelf. So as I do, I rang my partner excitedly to let him know and this one really blew him away, more so than the first one. Uh, Mainly because he really witnessed this one. It wasn't just me claiming that something went missing. For all he knew, I could have been hiding the sock to play a joke on him, which, of course I wasn't, but this was an accusation of his when it happened, because obviously that would be logical. But this was big, because it couldn't be explained. They're built into the wall, you cannot move them. The shelves shifted to leave just enough room for my vase to fit. It was incredible how he carried on about it when he got home that afternoon. He kept taking the vase in and out of the shelf and just kept saying, Wow, something really happened here because that did not fit. But what happened? Was it a glitch? Did I manifest more space into that shelf? We didn't have any earthquakes or anything. The foundation of the house is solid, and the other shelves are all still in the same space. So it wasn't just the middle shelf that shifted, it was all three of them. And there you have it. Please do tell me your thoughts. Thanks for reading this far, and if you could in any way explain these rationally, please do be my guest. I'm always open to new ideas, although I've explored every possibility in my eyes. Someone else may be able to provide us with a logical answer. Thanks all, here's to 2020. It's been a crazy year for sure. Hey there, friend or loonies whatever I just said. Hope you guys enjoyed this collection of Glitch and the Matrix stories. I know this one's a little bit longer, especially with the super long story in there, but definitely worth it. Uh, I didn't want to make it its own video, because these stories do best in collections, so hopefully you guys appreciate and, uh, you know, liked it. Uh, if you did, and would like more content like this, or content that's so different, it's like comparing Starbucks to monster trucks consider joining the Nevermore. To join the Nevermore, all you got to do is hit that subscribe button and the bell icon next to it. That makes you part of the Nevermore. If you want to support the Nevermore a little more than that, you can click on any of the social links down the bottom and follow me. You can also support the channel through coffee or Patreon. All of them appreciated. All of them optional. All of them appreciated. I said that twice to emphasize. It's It's honestly appreciated. So, Alright, friends, uh, have a good rest of your week. I hope to see you on the next video. Tomorrow should be the day. What day, exactly? Well, you'll have to find out, won't you? It's October 1st. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. See you on the next video. Much love, and until then, sleep well.